Hi, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 140 of The Yacking Show. This is the show for awakening you to new perspectives for the changing world we're living in, and it's certainly changing every day. As always, we have interesting guests. Today's no exception, but uh, not me, not for me to introduce guests. Kathleen does it so much better than I do. So first, let me welcome co-host. And before I get her on the show, let me say she wears another hat and she's an IT recruiting and development specialist to help you with all your needs in that department. So that's enough for me. So hi, Kathleen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you for that. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you. And we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Andrea Pass. Andrea, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Kathleen and Peter. Thank you so much for having me today. Hi, Andrea. Andrea, you are a public relations expert from uh, New Jersey. You've set up campaigns for brands to be showcased on shows such as 2020, The Today Show, Wendy Williams, Ellen, just to name a few. My goodness, I'm very impressed. Um, Can you tell our audience a little bit about your background and what led you into the world of public relations? Well, Well, certainly. It's so funny how you come to your future, your career, and what you love. And when you look back, you realize you loved it all along. And and back in high school, I was always the publicity chair of all the committees. I was the one always writing the press releases and hanging the flyers all over town and making sure that the press covered our events at school. And so in college, when I majored in radio, TV, film, and I thought I would be a broadcaster, I was still always the publicity chair of every committee. And, and took a number of public relations classes. And when I got out of college and, and thought I was going to be a broadcaster, I realized I really love public relations and I wanted to have the white picket fence lifestyle and not be gallivanting all over the world and not be settled down. So I said, public relations gives me that opportunity to you know, have my, my family and my hobbies and what have you and have an amazing career and always be producing effective uh, public relations content for my clients. So that's how I got to be in PR. And I started Andrea Pass Public Relations three plus years ago. And I've never been happier. I love being a solopreneur. Oh, well done. Very good. But I've been reading your website and and there was something else instrumental in in making that switch. I, I think you worked with one of the famous names in radio broadcasting for a while, and then you decided you didn't want to follow in that person's footsteps. Is that right? Tell well, her no, what a I, bit actually, about that. Sim- similar. I, I always wanted to be Dan Rather. That's right. I yeah. was going to be the next Dan Rather. So when I graduated college, I went straight to CBS in New York City to get a job. And back in those days, every woman had to take a typing test. The typing How test. ridiculous, <laughs> right? How ridiculous. And so there was a freeze in the broadcast area. So I ended up at Woman's Day magazine uh, and every woman had to start as a secretary administrative assistant. And I was promoted five weeks later and ended up doing advertising, trafficking and layout for Woman's Day magazine until the freeze was lifted in the broadcast area. And I started doing PR, media relations for the CBS radio division and then Uh, had a chance to interview to be one of Dan Rather's assistants. Right. You don't meet him though. 
you're just, you're interviewing <laughs> the head of the assistant. And I got called back for the second interview. And I said, I don't want to be someone's assistant. It wasn't what I wanted. And then I had a chance to be on the desk for the evening news, nights and weekends, $169 a week. And my mom and dad said, we'll help you. Because where I live, there are no trains and buses that take you into New York City in the middle of the night. Uh, and so I would have had to drive and park in a garage yeah. and the whole nine yard. And, and I just said, you know what? I love PR. And I think this is the path I'm going to take. And, and I don't regret that choice because I think we all make choices. There are forks in the road for all of us. Sure. And, and the fact that I chose public relations has given me an opportunity to meet so many amazing clients and so many amazing people in the media and to have that balance. And, and I call it life work balance. Uh, to me, life comes before. Work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, wow. What a story. Very good. <laughs> Kathleen, back to you. Uh, so you, when you started your career, though, you started in in some major public relations firms, but then decided to start your own. What what led you to want to start your own? Well, I had always wanted to have my own public relations consultancy for a long time, and over the years, clients kept saying to me, "Why aren't you going out on your own?" Mm. And I had this, I guess, nervousness. I wasn't ready to put the pinky toe in the water yet. And I kept saying, yeah, maybe I'll do that next year, or, or maybe I'll start in six months. And I kept putting it off. And then I was talking seriously to a number of clients about it. And I said, okay, I'm going to start doing this, you know, in September. And this was, this was in April. I was already outlining everything. And then the company that I worked for let a third of the people go. Uh -huh. And so hooray, hooray. I didn't have to worry about that. The door closed but opened immediately and it was perfect timing because I was having such trouble deciding okay I, I've got to give my notice I've got and I didn't have to didn't and have to. so and so the the owner of that company got rid of everybody pretty much uh, I think there's two people left today and uh -huh. I don't really know what they do I wish them nothing but the best nothing but the best but for me I turned around got my business up and running by Day three or four, I had my first client. And within three, four weeks, I had about five clients. So I was ah. ready to roll because I know so many people. I stay in touch with people. And, yeah. and I, I'm sure both of you know, it's all about relationships. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I just have a follow-up question to that, if I might, Peter. I just Carry uh, on, carry on. Uh, Andrea, I'm curious, though, when you start to work with a client, what does that process look like? So if I call you up and say, I'm in need of your services, what can I expect from you? Well, the most important thing when you're starting a public relations campaign mm -hmm. is that you as the client are ready. So you're not ready for a public relations campaign if you don't have a website and you don't, you don't have active social media because the media wants to see information about you. Mm -hmm. So you have to have an updated website. So whether you are a business that is a service or a product or you're an author of a fiction or a nonfiction book, you have to have those things prepared before you come to a public relations person uh, saying to me, oh, I'm going to do a Kickstarter campaign. You're not getting press on a Kickstarter campaign. You need to have your products ready to go. So you're not going to do PR if no one can purchase your product, if you sell a product. 
because you don't want someone to go to your site, order it, and you say, okay, I'll have that in five months. People want instant, right? We all want instant mm-hmm. gratification. And I, and I really take the time to tell my clients about their goals and their needs and realism. And I think that's where I distinguish myself is that I won't be a yes person. If you say to me, oh, but I want to be in the Wall Street Journal and you don't have the right business and you're not publicly traded and you're not Mm -hmm. out there for a long time, you're not going to be chosen to be in any kind of an article in the Wall Street Journal or, or on the Today Show. You have to realize where you're going with a story Mm-hmm. And the turnaround time of those uh, those stories and clients that say, oh, you know, let's start today. And can you get us 15 stories by next Thursday? Well, no, it doesn't work that way. You're dealing with professional journalists, homegrown journalists, different deadlines and news breaking uh, all the time. So I work with my clients and stay in touch with my clients. And I only take the number of clients that I can handle. So I've had people reach out and I said, no, I I have too many clients right now. I need to be able to be realistic because I want to breathe and have my other life too. And I want to be able to produce for the client. So if the client doesn't have a story that's producible, I'm very honest in what we need to do and, and what, where's the meat in the story? And do you work with clients from all over the world or predominantly the United States or North America? Uh, you know, most of my clients have been from the U.S. and Canada, okay. and uh, I, I'm waiting to hear back from a prospective client overseas. I have represented clients overseas, but my media expertise is in North American media because it's, you know, we're basically all reading the same things and we're close to the same time zones. So for me, it works better that way. So, but I will take a client really from anywhere in the world as long as they speak English because I only speak English. Right, right. I'm going to ask you one, um, just listening to you talking, from my limited um, dabbling in, in helping small businesses with their marketing, which I've done at time, I would guess you do get clients who come to you who are totally unready for your services. They don't have social media exposure. They don't even have a website. And, they, and they're probably quite shocked when you say that, well, you know, you've got to do all that first. Is that right? Or- yeah. It's, and in fact, this just happened to me last week. I had given a lecture. I happened to sit on the board of the United Inventors Association of America. We're a nonprofit for, for people who invent gadgets right. and consumer products. So I had given a lecture about public relations and an inventor had attended my virtual lecture and reached out to have a, a meeting with me. And in my lecture, I brought up the same thing I just said to you. You must have a website, social media pages, and your product available before you do public relations. Right. And during this new business call, I found out the product is not available. She does not have a sales site. Um, and I, I, I said, you're not ready. Oh, but I have a great story because the history of XYZ. And I said, but then you're wasting the opportunity, if I book you on a podcast or get someone to write about you and the audience then can't find you, can't find your products. I said, you've wasted your time and and your budget. And then she Mm -hmm. said, oh, budget? (laughs) I can't do this. I'm a senior citizen. Can you do the work for me for free? I said, I I don't run that. I run a business. And, um, And she got very agitated with me but she's not ready 
Right. It's not ready. And you have to have a budget. When you're planning marketing, you must have a a, a budget because you're hiring people and you 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 want to hire someone who has experience. That's right. That's right. It's an unfortunate thing that people know they have to pay a lawyer when they want advice, but they tend to think when it's in marketing, they get it for nothing. You you mentioned the book being a director on the board of um, inventors, right? So how did you get in? It seems a long way from public relations. How did you get involved in that? Yeah, actually, it, it's really a fun story. Um, I was representing a variety of companies in the as seen on TV category. Those infomercials, but wait, mm-hmm. there's more. And we're all those companies are always looking for the next big hit. And I started doing some research and I found this United Inventors Association of America and reached out to them and said, would you work with us on doing a pitch event? And I would invite the press to Mm. cover this pitch event and you would reach out to your inventors to come to these events. They loved the idea. I connected them with my client. I arranged these events. We did it in in Cleveland and Chicago and and Charlotte and San Diego and uh, all over the place. Yeah. And it was almost um, Shark Tank meets the reality because this is real. And and as as we know, Shark Tank is TV. It's not really real. But that's how I met all the people at the United Inventors Association of America. And as the years went on, they kept asking me to be involved. And the people I worked for, whose names were on the door, they didn't want me to be on any boards because it would be my name. And so as soon as I launched my own business, they said, well, now your name's on the door. Are you ready to join our board of directors? (laughs) And yay, hooray, I'm on. And, And I love these people. And the thing about inventors, Inventors have such heart and soul. They believe in their product and they, they've sunk everything into this product in the hopes that this is going to be their, their big break. But it, it comes from a place of love. And I think that's what I really enjoy about being with inventors. Um, oh, good, good. Oh, well, that's, that is interesting. You've, um, you specialize in a wide range of business categories. Can you tell our audience about some of your successes? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Well, you know, (laughs) that's always a fun thing, a fun thing to do. But when working uh, to increase name awareness, I I did have the opportunity to work with Chef Wolfgang Puck. And, and many people do know Chef Puck. And of course, he has his products and he has his Spago restaurants and his other restaurants. But he was coming out with a cooking school. And, and so I was able to work with him to bring recipes and we brought them to TV shows like Rachel Ray and Good Morning America and many, many others that it was so much fun to get the word out about his cooking school and to see that more people were signing up at the time for his cooking school. So that was, that was terrific. But whether you're a celebrity or you own a business that has a service So whether you're a business coach or a health and wellness person, or you've written a cookbook, or you've Mm -hmm. written a fiction book or nonfiction book, each one is important. And and right now I'm working with an 18-year-old author. Wow. An autistic young man 
who says autism is not a curse, it is a gift. And he wrote this young adult novel. He did his homework about a young boy who becomes homeless, the family becomes homeless. And you know, this 18 year old, I guess he was 17 at the time, he really researched everything. And working with him and securing interviews and coverage for him, it's such a great story because he's saying to other people who are on the autism spectrum, you can do this. He wants to be a writer. He's a writer. He's had his book published and, and it's not a curse. Recognize who you are and your limitations and then go for it. And he's going for it. So, so in one breath, you're looking at a celebrity and then the other breath, you're looking at the kid next door. And so each one is as important as the next one. So I've also represented universities and professors at universities, surveys that we've done for universities. Um, you know, obviously many in the consumer products category. And I, I really love the variety of clients and the variety of successes because I don't get bored. <laughs> No, it sounds like it. Wow. And, and you get to taste tasty food when you're working with chefs, I guess. Eh? Yeah, you know, it was very funny. We were, um, I was doing a press event for Chef Pup. He was on Home Shopping Network, HSN, that it's called now. And they had never had a press event for one of their mm -hmm. people. And I had arranged this whole thing. And we were told we have to stay in the green room, in the back room. We weren't allowed in the studio. And so I had a group of probably a dozen journalists seeing the process from behind the scenes. And they were bringing us all the food that was cooked on set ah. in this green room so we can all eat, which was so much fun. But then near the end, they came back. They said, Andrea, Chef Puck said, you can all come into the studio. We're going to have you in the back. Just be very quiet. So everybody is very excited. We're, he's live. And we're standing there. And he was cooking a turkey in his Wolfgang Puck pressure oven. And he says, young lady, and he points to me, he didn't want to make it seem like he knew me. He says, young lady, come here. I'd like you to taste my, the turkey. So if this is live television. So of course I, I, I go around the cameras, I go on the live TV, gives me a plate with a piece of his turkey. And I'm, I'm Andrea, the public relations person. I said, Chef Puck, you're pressure oven made the best turkey. I can't get over how juicy this is. And of course, everyone's looking, thinking that he didn't know who I was. Right. <laughs> and so I was having a ball with the whole thing. And then afterwards we had a whole Q and A. And then I, I called my parents later because this was down in Florida. And I said, yeah, I was live on HSN. And my mother, why didn't you tell us? I said, I didn't know I was going to be live on HSN. <laughs> Oh, well, there's fun. always those fun stories and, and being in a green room and, and meeting other celebrities who happen to be there for your show and, and, and uh, you know, introducing your clients to celebrities that might also be on the show the same day they are. It's, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, of fun. a lot of fun. So here's one for you. You, you mentioned, um, I think it's on your website, that many businesses don't recognize the importance of PR in their marketing strategy. So why, why is it? And, and I, I would agree with you that very often PR is seen as a sort of Cinderella of the marketing mix. It hasn't got the glamour of um, glossy magazine advertising, for instance, right? Which a lot of marketing people in the old days used to get caught up with. So what's the reason behind that? 
Well, I think that there is a confusion about public relations versus advertising. Mm-hmm. And in advertising, you're buying an ad. You know mm-hmm. it's going to run on that TV show, radio show, newspaper, magazine, on that day, at that time. And you've created the content. And you can change the content. Public relations is not a tangible. So you're not sure if you're interviewed, will anything appear in the press from that interview? How are you going to be edited? Uh, can you reuse that? And I think that because people don't understand it and they think I could do that myself, I don't need to hire a professional. Well, okay, then go right ahead if you can do it yourself. But you'll recognize very quickly that you can't do it yourself, that there is a certain way to deal with press and to, to arrange an interview or a book review or a product review or to be featured in a story about other things. And that value is giving you earned media coverage. It's making the audience trust you. Mm-hmm. And I think making is not the word that I mean. It's, it's, it's allowing the audience to trust you. Absolutely. If a journalist is going to feature you, then they've already vetted you and they know you are legitimate to include in their story, their interview, their feature, whatever it might be. And, and so public relations gives you that third-party editorial endorsement that is oftentimes evergreen, which means you can put it up on your website, you can feature it in your social media, but you can do it again in six weeks, three months, six months, nine months, use it again, because if it's not dated content, then why not use it again? Because the average person is consuming, I mean, we consume like 11 hours a day of content, Mm-hmm. And many times we're consuming, you know, there could be people listening right now uh, to, to this show that are also scrolling on their computer or oh, yeah. reading a magazine or watching a TV show and listening at the same time. We are the multitasking generation. Absolutely. So PR should be in your, in your marketing mix because that's going to give you a different way to reach an audience. That's going to increase your brand awareness and ultimately drive sales. So public relations is all about press content for the future of your business, book, product, service, nonprofit, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and one of the big reasons for using a professional like yourself is uh, having been in a big marketing, managing a big marketing department some years ago, as a marketing manager or brand manager, you haven't got time to develop all those individual contact relationships, as you were saying earlier, with press all over the country, which you have done right? So there's another huge advantage. Yeah, interesting. Thanks for that. Andrea, what advice would you give to a young person uh, thinking about a career in public relations? Have internships. Mm. Read, watch, listen, absorb. Because there are so, I mean, there are so many media outlets. So there are so many opportunities to pitch a story to different media outlets. So recognize the media outlets that are appropriate for your client or your audience, but get the practice. It's not by the book. I had an intern years ago, he would come every time to his internship with a book, with his PR book. And finally I said, can you please throw that out? (laughs) (laughs) Because public relations is developing relationships with the press. And if you don't have a relationship, finding the right person to pitch that story. And you might never contact that media outlet again. You may never have a client in that category ever again. 
So you have the right way to tell your message. So you must know how to communicate both verbal communications and written communications. And you need to develop relationships and you need to accept when someone says no and then zig and zag and find another media outlet to get your story told. But I think public relations is more about experience than uh, school knowledge or book knowledge, but be on the publicity committee uh, of different things. Volunteer, uh, do those things because that's gonna help your career if you're going into a public relations career. And remember, you're not always going to be at an agency where you're representing a celebrity. Sure. You know, they're going to listen when you call and you say, hi, this is Andrea with so-and-so celebrity. Oh, their ears perk up. But when I call and I say, hi, this is Andrea with John Doe author. I need to tell more of a story because that author may not be a well-known author. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I say to to people starting out in their careers and looking to grow a career in public relations is try lots of different routes, but don't give up. Good, good advice. Good advice. I, I got one for you that I like to ask successful people on our show and, and reading about you and listening to you and the clients you've dealt with, you've represented. I know that you're in that category of successful. So you've had a lot of experience with different people, different businesses. Would you say there's a, a single characteristic or a habit or an attribute that makes some people business leaders more successful uh, and and in a balanced way, not just accumulating wealth, but I'm talking success in a broader term than the majority who just uh, stay stressed and don't make it? Is is there something, a key to this? I don't think I would say necessarily a key, but I think that number one, business people need to learn every day. We We don't know it all. So every day is an opportunity to learn something new. So why not learn something new? And I think effective business people are good listeners. I think mm-hmm. we, all, hey, we all love to talk, right? <laughs> we all love, to, I love talking. But by listening, you're going to recognize what's out there in the business world or the consumer world or personal world that's going to affect your business and, and grow that. So I would say educate yourself always listen and make sure that you make time for yourself and your family. Because I think that, you know, and I come from years ago, worked for a, a boss that I was 24 uh, seven. I missed many a party. I was in the lobby at my daughter's college graduation because I had to work. I was on vacations, standing outside a bus at a tour working. And I think that we have to recognize that what are we working for? We love to do what we do, and I don't plan on ever retiring, but I want to have time for, for my life because it's just so short. So let's let's enjoy ourselves. So I think those are the things that I see. I see successful business people take the time for that vacation and that family time. That's wonderful. So That's we're very good. Out, we're almost out of time, Andrea. Can you tell our audience how they can contact you? Well, anyone can visit my website. AndreaPassPR.com. And I do have an appointments tab on that site. So certainly uh, schedule a complimentary half hour consultation with me and mention that you uh, heard me here on the Yacking Show uh, with Peter and Kathleen. So I know that. Uh, You can also follow me on Facebook, Andrea Pass Public Relations. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Andrea Pass. 
and I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm all over the place, but but uh, Google me, find me, Andrea Pass, and let's talk about how public relations can help your business, product, service, book, nonprofit, because it should be part of your marketing mix. And when is it a good time to start? Today. Wow, that's really good. Kathleen, sorry, we've got a minute left, and I'm going to steal that minute away from you because I've got another question I want to yes. ask Andrea. Andrea, we're talking on a video channel on YouTube, BitChute and everything else, and also known as podcasts when it's audio only. And it seems to me that the number of platforms in that category are proliferating. Uh, and we know that it's hard work from our side producing it. It's, it's not easy. A lot of people fall into the trap thinking it's easy and they do two or three episodes and they disappear. Are, are these platforms becoming a more important part of getting exposure for clients now? Podcasts are where it's at. Podcasts are the future. Because of the fact that a podcast is more long form and mm -hmm. not a three minute segment that you're sharing with the host or video content on TV, uh, or the fact that newspapers, uh, my local newspaper is a handful of pages now and it's the daily newspaper. Uh, podcasts give you that longer term platform to tell a story, have a dialogue, meet wonderful hosts such as yourselves and well, be you. able to, to share that information and share it again and again. And actually I did hear a statistic that the average household listens to about seven podcasts a week. And really? this continues to grow. So households, 50% of households listen to podcasts and of those they listen to seven. So I mean, how many times are people out jogging or multitasking and they'll have a podcast on in the background? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you for what you do uh, and, and what you do very, very well because the audiences are there and growing and the, the public relations world understands and appreciates podcasts. Oh, great. great. Thank you for that validation. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Good to know. And, and that's a feeling we had as well from looking at our own statistics and other successful podcasts and TV shows. Yeah. Thank you for that. Kathleen, back to you. I stole the last minute from you, so I'm giving you back the rest of it. <laughs> Not at all. Andrea, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, we loved having you. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. Once again, we love reading those comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, once again, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And until next time, take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.